from his studios in New York. It's time for Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, where sports meets life. Here's your host, Dan Tortora. Welcome here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. Here inside of the Thursday, July 27th show in the morning menu, proudly presented by the Market Diner on 2100 Park Street in Syracuse, New York, in the regional market across from Destiny, USA. It is the home of the Dan Tortora Special. Belgian waffle cut in half, filled with a bacon, egg, and cheese omelet. My spin on the breakfast sandwich is available to you Monday through Sunday at the Market Diner, so make sure you pop in and get yourself a Dan Satora special breakfast sandwich whenever the heck you please. And a big thanks to the Market Diner for being a part of the morning menu every single live broadcast of Wake Up Call with Dan Satora from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time right here on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. And, of course, you can pull up the live feed of MixLR on the WakeUpCallDT.com homepage. Here in the morning menu to start off the show, Ryan Hall, who you know from Hall Pass. He's been on the show many a time. He is my long-lost brethren, and he has just got through a big announcement, something that I anticipated and, and thought was a potential possibility. And it came to fruition. I'm very happy that it did. Ryan Hall named the Syracuse Silver Knights head coach heading into year number seven for the indoor soccer team that plays at the War Memorial inside of the MASL. A lot of respect for him, and we always have a lot of fun. So with that being said, Mr. Ryan Hall, how are you doing today? Good morning. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing well. And first and foremost, a giant congratulations for you. Oh, thank you, sir. Appreciate it. So, so bring me into this, because, I mean, is this something that when you were playing for the Knights, was it ever in the back of your head? Was this, was this something you anticipated would one day be real? Or, are, or is this something where you're, you're here today saying, I never thought I'd be sitting in this position? Well, of course, you know, I, I always thought I'd be playing forever. I uh, never thought I'd get old, try to play Peter Pan. But, um, you know, as you get older, things start to transition, and I'd always... Um, Wanted the opportunity to coach, but never thought I would give, be given the opportunity. So, you know, I'm truly honored and, um, you know, can't wait to get started. When you look at this coaching opportunity, last year, Brian O'Quinn came out of goal, became the coach, then went back and forth. You helped him out. He brought you on as an assistant. Tommy kind of shuffled around. So, last year, it was kind of a three-headed coach. How did you navigate through that? Yeah, I mean, you know, one game at a time, to be honest. Uh, it was a bit challenging, um, you know, in the sense that uh, I think the players got a little confused. They would have a lot of uh, mixed signals, mixed directions. Uh, like you said, it was a three-headed monster, which at times would be beneficial, but at the same time, you know, uh, it was Brian O'Quinn's ship, and we uh, we needed to follow suit. And so I think sometimes that got diluted a little mm. bit. Uh, I give Brian a lot of credit because, you know, he stayed positive. Uh, he maintained everything that he said he would. Um, but, you know, I, I do think to a certain extent, at, especially at the higher levels, it needs to be one voice, one direction. Um, and, you know, hopefully uh, we're, we're going to iron that out moving forward into the 2017-18 uh, season. 
Absolutely. And when you take over, I mean, this opportunity that was given to you by the Syracuse Silver Knights, bring me into this discussion and, and how it all came about. Is it something that you kind of push for? Is it? Did they take you aside and say, listen, Ryan, this is our thought for the future? Because obviously there's a lot of there's a lot of people that are inside of this discussion room. I don't want to say a lot of people, but there's more than one person that's been making these decisions over time. And there's you know been guys that I think should be shouted out, and Doug Taylor and Alan LaVenture and Tommy Tanner and Pete Raymond and whatnot, that have been a part of this Syracuse Silver Knight run. So how did everything come about? Yeah, absolutely. You know, postseason, um, we kind of took a, everyone took a little bit of a break, a little breather um, to kind of reflect and, and look back at, at the season. And, you know, everyone agrees, um, you know, it, it was a disappointing year. Uh, there was a tremendous amount of talent on the team. We didn't quite reach the potential that we thought we were going to obtain. Um, so, you know, everyone took a little bit of a break postseason. Um, you know, as you know, I, I coach with Tommy uh, in the youth circuit. Um, I actually coached Doug's son. So, you know, we would see each other from time to time, and we, we would have small discussions at various games or tournaments and, and whatnot. And, you know, over the last couple of weeks, um, you know, we've had a, quite a few discussions on the direction of the team, where we would like to go, um, my interest, uh, what they wanted from me, and vice versa. And so, you know, over the last week or so, we, we both, well, everyone really agreed, um, you know, that it would be the right fit, uh, that, you know, the ideas were that I had for the team and the franchise uh, were the same of what the organization wanted. And, you know, the pieces just sort of fell together, and, and we pulled the trigger on it. Speaking here with Ryan Hall, the new head coach of the Syracuse Silver Knights, heading into year number seven. Ryan, when you say what you wanted, what you what you expect from this franchise, from this team, your desires are their desires. That you you paralleled them in what you wanted for the future of the Knights. What are some of those things that I know a lot of fans want to know? You know, what's the future going to look like? What paralleled between you and the rest of the gentlemen that are working to make this Syracuse Silver Knight team last? What are some of those things that that you can say were right on the same page with one another? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, I've been very fortunate uh, to have played this game for a long time. And not only play, but travel the country and, and have learned and played with some of the best in the business. Uh, the Hector Marinero, Zoran Carriages, Omid Namazi, who's now our U18 national team coach. Uh, the Keith Tozers, who's uh, U.S. futsal national team coach. And so, you know, that, that collaboration of learning from some of the best who have ever played indoor um, has sort of skewed my viewing of the game and how it should be played. Um, and then, you know, I'll take my attributes and apply them to this team. And, and what I mean by that is, um, you know, very blue-collar, very hardworking. Uh, you know, I want these guys... I want, I want those who come to the games to enjoy themselves, to be proud of what they see. Uh, you know, I want these guys to be out in the community and form relationships with the community and the youth players. Um, you know, it, it, it's a, soccer's a really small community. Everybody knows everybody. So it, it's tremendously beneficial, especially to the organization, that uh, we form relationships with the community, that kids are out there and they, they know, you know, not just from seeing them on the field, but, you know, they're at practice. They're helping them train and, and form that bond, that culture that, you know, we're only here basically because of our fans, and you know we, we need to appreciate that and, uh, and make sure that we're we're visible out in the community and, and helping wherever we can. And when you look at being visible out in the community, for you, Ryan, is it a year-round thing? I mean, I know the Knights do some things here and there in camps and whatnot, but would you like to ramp up and say when we're out of season, 
we need to do events. We need to be out there and do signings and do a live show and, and be a part of this and go out to, you know, maybe this festival. Do you feel that the Knights could and should do more in the off season? Absolutely. There's no question. And I do think, you know, uh, the fact that Syracuse FC is, you know, here and it's, you know, moving in the right direction, that's also a benefit to us because we can have guys who only play indoor. Uh, now they have an opportunity to play indoor and outdoor in the same city. And so it'll, it'll keep guys here, um, you know, obviously year-round, longer periods of time where we, then we, can, we can get some of our players out in the community at, at various festivals, um, at the state fair, you know, et cetera. And so the sky's the limit, but it, we definitely need to make a, a bigger presence in the community um, and, you know, form those those bonds and those relationships. You know, I, I remember vividly, you know, growing up in the Northern Virginia area and idolizing some of the D.C. United players and, and you know, they would make an appearance every now and again at, at a high school game or high school practice, and your jaw just drops, and then you form that bond. Okay, well, now I really want to go and watch them and, and support this team even more, and that's what we're trying to strive for in this upcoming season. And, you know, so far, we're off to a good start. Speaking here with Ryan Hall, head coach of the Syracuse Silver Knights, heading into year number seven. Ryan, when you look at the roster, sometimes, you know, uh, there's been some longevity of players, but over time, guys like Neto and Marco Chantel and Nelly Santana, those players have, have dropped off. Eric Reed, who started in the box in the beginning, he dropped off as well. And then there's been some names that have stayed the same. There's names that have been there for all six years. You know, a majority of the time when you speak on the Darren Tobys and the Slavs and the Canardo Forbes and whatnot, and Bo has been there for a while as well. How do you look at transitioning into the future? I mean, is is are all those spots fair game to be vacated and filled? I mean, as a head coach, how much continuity do you want to have? Or are you really maybe taking a hard line to the roster as you move forward? Um, actually, all the above. Uh, you know, I, I definitely, moving forward, especially right now, I mean, over the next couple of weeks, I'm going to sit down with Tommy Tanner and Doug and these guys and go over the roster, but um, for the most part, every spot is open. Uh, at least that's how I'm viewing it. And I'm, I do want to bring back uh, several players from previous years, you know, for that continuity, but at the same token, you know, we have to be realistic. The team, you know, we, we underplayed last year. Um, some of these guys who have been here for an extended period of time, you know, unfortunately, they're all my friends. I've played with them. The majority of them, you know, I've been teammates with them and friends with them. But at the end of the day, you know, we have to put a product on the field that, one, is going to win. Two, makes, you know, the organization and the community proud. So, you know, we have to take a hard line, and, and sometimes those decisions have to be made. Um, you know, I, I definitely think that a lot of these players, you know, do help the, the team and the franchise. But at the same token, you know, we have to put together a team that is going to compete um, and compete, you know, we play in probably, you know, arguably the toughest division with Baltimore and Harrisburg's on the rise. Florida, you know, came on at the end, um, you know, potentially uh, Toronto joining next year. Uh, so, you know, we have to put a competitive team and, and not, you know, settle for, you know, a 10 and 10 season or in this year because we're at a team in 11-11 season. We have to put a competitive team and, you know, that starts now and, and we have to take a serious look at the entire roster from, from top to bottom. And you had mentioned Toronto potentially joining next year. Could that be? I know it's like a four-hour difference between Syracuse and Toronto, like getting there. You know, it's not a bad drive by any stretch of the imagination. But could that become a rivalry for Syracuse? Could you see that developing into something special? 
Yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, and of course, you know, Dougie and Sam are really pushing for Rochester, which would be amazing to have the three-way series come back. But, you know, Canada, Toronto, Montreal, that's a hotbed, especially in the futsal indoor communities. Um, you see a lot of those players uh, playing here now. Uh, Freddie Mugin down in Florida, Vahid out in Missouri. I mean, there's a, there's a tremendous amount of talent in, in the Toronto, Montreal area. So, you know, just because they're, they would be a, an expansion team doesn't mean they won't come in and compete right away. So uh, I absolutely think so. Um, I think it would be, a, a, you know, it's, it's a great asset to the MASL to now branch out. I mean, we have a couple of teams, you know, south of the border, but now venturing north. Um, you know, as long as this, this league is moving in the right direction and continuing to expand, you know, I, I think it's great. And, and, of course, we would always, I mean, our preference would be to have Rochester back because um, that was just a tremendous rivalry and, and so much fun for the fans to travel back and forth. But, yeah, there's no reason why Toronto wouldn't, wouldn't bring the same. And you spoke on Rochester, the Lancers. They, they came back in a way for outdoor where the name of their team was, it was, I think it was Rochester River Dogs, and it was changed to the Rochester Lancers, and they went up against Syracuse FC in Syracuse FC's first season that just wrapped up here. So there's the notion of they could be that indoor-outdoor team that came back. How real do you feel that is right now? Well, you know, we, we should be home any, any day now. Um, you know, I, I only know really from what I'm reading, like everybody else in the papers, um, you know, Dougie is, is, seems pretty confident that they are going to come back, whether or not it will be in the MASL 1 or MASL 2 this year. Um, you know, I know they're, they're debating on whether or not they want to pursue playing at the Blue Cross Arena or at a smaller facility, which is still rather large, seeking, you know, 4,800 um, in sort of a suburb of Rochester. But, you know, I, I think they make it happen. Um, you know, they're, they're both soccer Sam and Doug have you know tremendous drive and the will to make this team come back, and, and I have all all the confidence in that they'll do so. When you look at the MASL one and the MASL two, for fans that just come out to the Syracuse Silver Knights games and they cheer on the team but don't know the the full extent of the MASL, to go a little bit deeper into that, if the Lancers came back, the difference between the one and the two, and just how this league has grown and expanded. Yeah, I mean, it, it's you could compare it to a uh, not necessarily a Division One, Division Two in terms of the NCAA, but uh, foreign leagues. You know, your MASL One would be your your top tier. Uh, your MASL Two would be your second tier. Uh, more local players, although we have you know a tremendous amount of local players on our team, but you know we also bring in players uh, you know from Brazil, from Croatia, stuff like that. And the MASL Two are, are, are typically more local players, um, younger players who are hungry to, to make their way and break through, but it, it, it's more of a, a tier one, tier two um, type of league. Uh, they don't, you know, you, you wouldn't see too many MASL twos making cross-country trips. They, they're mostly within a, you know, a bus drive. Um, but it, it's a stepping stone for both franchises and players to break through to the top tier, which would be the, you know, the MASL one. So as you go forward and looking at this league, I know you said expansion, is good as long as they're making the right decisions and going, you know, there's south of the border, now looking at north of the border for the MASL. When the Silver Knights started, Ryan, you and I know it was the MISL. That eventually went away, and then the MASL was made out of some of that and some of other leagues. What can you say about the MASL as it stands right now? Is it, vi is it a vibrant league? Is it a strong league? Is it a competitive league that you believe will last? Yeah, I think so. I think the ownership groups um, and the front offices that, you know, John Raymond down there, 
uh, I think they've done a, a great job in establishing, you know, a commissioner with the vision of moving this league in the right direction. I mean, as you know, like it used to be the MISL. When I first started, it was the MISL 2, and then that broke off. I actually played in the XFL, the Extreme Soccer League, uh, XSL, not XFL. Uh, and then, you know, went back to the MISL, then there was the PASL. So, you know, it, it's had many shapes and, and forms, but I, I think now it's uh, it's pretty much unanimous and overall consensus that in order for indoor soccer to survive and thrive, everyone needs to be on the same page. Um, you know, of course, with anything pro- professionally, you, you'll have your opinions, your disagreements, your egos. Um, but I think truly that the league, um, the the league owners, everybody is moving in the right direction. They've established, you know, certain regulations and uh, deals, if you will, that will move everybody pushing for the right common goal. Um, you know, working on TV deals, and and I think this league is headed in the right direction. Uh, there have been years where we've been, you know, the seasonal end of like, uh, you know, what, what, what's going to happen? Uh, will there be a league next year? Will there be a team next year? Uh, what teams will be here? What teams won't? And you know, there was a few years where teams would come and go, and you can see now there's just a consistency of teams sticking around and then not only that but teams are coming back so i definitely think the league's moving in the right direction um and you know i'm excited to be a part of it speaking here with ryan hall new head coach of the syracuse silver knights ryan before i let you go to look at kind of your process moving forward the, the knights typically play around november to march we're in the end of July right now at the time we're talking. What's on what's on that dinner plate for you? What do you have to eat first and then go from there? What's kind of your your process right now on things you want to take care of first and foremost? Uh, first and foremost, you know, starting to get players signed. Um, you know, I've been uh, busy over the last, you know, really week or so uh, talking to, to the current roster and the players who have been here. But not only that... Um, you know, players who I have played with over the years, veteran players um, who have who have won not just one but multiple championships. Um, talking to them to, to see whether or not they'd like to come in. Um, you know, I like to bring in a healthy group of talented veterans who knows who also bring who have done that, and then also bring who have done that, and then also bring in you know young, hungry, youthful players who also are willing to learn. Um, but you know that, that give us that spark plug, um, you know the, the diamond in the rough, if you will. Uh, so just been busy, you know, talking to guys, seeing where, where they're at, you know, mentally, physically, uh, expectations, what they're looking to, to accomplish. Um, you know, are they here just, uh, you know, just for quote unquote a paycheck, or you know, are they here to, to really put in the work and, and to win? Um, you know, we're heading into year seven, and you know, it, it's really time to put up or shut up. So. Uh, First and foremost is, you know, starting to put together at least a core group of players. Um, we have a couple of combines, one in August and then one in October, where we'll bring in, you know, we'll invite, you know, numerous amounts of players to come in and take a look at them uh, to kind of fill in, you know, the rest of the pieces. But over the next, you know, several weeks, we're going to be announcing various signings. Uh, and so currently just really getting that core group that we can then build, you know, a team around. Absolutely, and that, and that coming from Ryan Hall. There's a lot of a lot of uh, positivity, a lot of people that are excited that you're the head coach. I, I had joked with you about it before that when we do Hall Pass, people get people get excited about Hall Pass. They listen into Hall Pass. The numbers go up when you come on to the show. I see Facebook's response. I see Twitter's response. So I mean, the, the community seems to have really bonded with you. And yes, you played locally, and then you came back and played for the Knights, and there was your connection with. 
with even before the Knights with coming back to Syracuse, New York. So you have you have been you know that that hometown boy, even if you weren't the hometown boy, and you've had a lot of love here. Do you feel that? Do you get that sense of? I know that in your mind you got to win, you got to be successful, and like you said, it's it's year number seven, so it's put up or shut up. But do you feel that this city is very supportive of you being the face of this? Uh, I do, and you know, it's 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 really humbling. Um, but yeah, it's a tremendous one. It's a tremendous honor to just take the helm of this overnight. Um, you know, Tommy Tanner and Brian O'Quinn have done a, a tremendous job to date. Um, but absolutely, you know, it, it's a it's a big small town feel, um, especially once you get involved in the youth soccer scene. Um, you know, everybody knows everybody, um, and, and yeah, it's a great, I feel like the, our fan base is probably one of the best in the country. I mean, through through good times and bad, you know, we've had a, a tremendous core following of dedicated soccer fans, and, you know, you couldn't ask for more, um, you know, and, and now it's time to, to pay the piper and, and give back to them. Uh, they deserve a winning team, and, you know, we're going to put that together, but yeah, I absolutely feel the support. Um you know, I've gotten several text messages and phone calls over the last 24 hours since the announcement, you know, wishing me the best and, and excited for the upcoming season. And so, yeah, it, that definitely gets you going off on the right foot, um, gets you excited, you know, gets your juices flowing to, to want to make those phone calls to players and make sure we, you know, we're putting together the right team um, to come out and, and battle. So uh, I definitely am excited. Um, I'm unbelievably grateful and, and humbled at the opportunity and, you know, I'm going to put the best foot forward and, and push this thing all the way through. That coming from Ryan Hall, new head coach of the Syracuse Silver Knights. And Ryan, now that you're the head coach, that doesn't change anything. And to me, it only makes it better for Hall Pass. I've been questioning you all morning, so now you, you, now you get to question me a little bit. And I'm going to change it up for Hall Pass. You're going to get to ask me a few questions in a row since I grilled you this morning. So go ahead. A couple of questions. So, uh, you know, what are you, your thoughts on Bayheim's Army, the 25-point comeback? Um, you know, pretty exciting to watch, but what, what are your thoughts on the, the whole Bayheim's Army, the, the TBT tournament, etc.? Well, I think the TBT tournament is establishing itself as something real, something tangible. I think there's been other tournaments that have tried either this year or maybe in prior years to do something, but the TBT with getting on television, with their exposure that they've created, with the amount of teams that they have, the level of talent that they bring in, and <clears throat> just the game, the games they provide, like the game with Bayheim's Army, I think that it is becoming something very special. This is the third year for Bayheim's Army, and I think, <clears throat> I honestly think that this is going to become a yearly thing that can really grow into something prominent. I think that it it has. It has legs right now, and I think that it needs to be smart in when it runs and when it jogs and walks. But I think that it's I think it's it's running pretty well right now. As far as Bayheim's army down by 25, win by five, a 30 point swing. I, I sat and I watched the game. I was paying attention to the game. My wife said she's like, "Why are you still watching this?" She fell asleep. Woke up, she's like, wow, they're still down by a lot. Oh, now they're down by more. This is ridiculous. And I just sat and I watched the game, and I said, you know what? This is Syracuse. They're down by 20-some-odd points right now. I think at the time it was like 21 or 23. And I said to myself, well, there's nine minutes left. 
I'm not going to take it out. I'm not going to say that they can't pull this off. I'm not going to say they can't do it. I'm smart enough to know that I've sat in a lot of games and watched a lot of games growing up, and cardiac use is the cardiac use. So uh, shout-out to James Sutherland, who shot the ball and made the shot with a hand in his face. That was something that I thought he struggled with at Syracuse, and his clutch ability really came through at the right time. Brandon Trish, who is one of the most criticized players in Syracuse basketball history, had a hell of a game. I got to give credit to John Gillen, who, you know, made mistakes here and there, but never gave up and continued to push. And everybody that was on the Gillen bandwagon that jumped off, jumped back on. So I hope they're enjoying that. So, you know, I mean, I would, I would honestly just say that I'm really proud of the team. I'm proud of the guys. I know a lot of the guys on that roster. I've interviewed a lot of those guys. I text a lot of those guys back and forth in the offseason. So I, I have uh, a lot of pride for, for all of them, you know, including the guys I mentioned and, and Trevor Cooney and Dante Green and, and so on and so forth. And it's just it's good to see them out there. So that's my, uh, that's my response to that. Go Final Four. <laughs> all right. Make a claim here. Does SU football make a bowl this year? Well, <clears throat> I have them. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do kind of a rapid approach <clears throat> to this for you. I I went through uh, a few weeks back. I want to say maybe like a month ago. I went through the season and the schedule, and I said the games I thought they'd win and the games I thought they'd lose. Now I said that I believe this team will finish the season. I'm writing down six and six with an outside shot at seven and five or five and seven. I think it'll only fluctuate by one. But I do see six and six. Uh, win over Central Connecticut State, a win over Middle Tennessee, a win over Central Michigan, a loss to LSU, and then a loss to Clemson, a loss to Miami, a loss to Florida State, win over Wake Forest, Boston College, lost to Louisville, and then they got to do something between NC State and Pittsburgh to make it happen. So that would essentially give them, let me make sure I'm right here with what I gave you one, two, three, four, five. Yes. Yeah, so they'd have to get Pittsburgh or NC State to get to six. And six and six is good enough for a bowl game. So, based on my calculations, I think that they will be playing in a bowl game this year. Nice, nice. I like that prediction. Yeah. What else you got for me? Uh, New York State Fair is coming up. Any uh, any concerts at the Free Chevy Court or at the Lakeview Amphitheater that you're looking forward to? Well, I have not been to the Lakeview Amphitheater, and uh, I could not go. And this is this is like a really sad. I got tickets for my birthday to go see Journey. It would have been my third time, and I could not go because I was down in Florida in Orlando covering Summer League. So I'm not going to say that that was a bad thing because obviously that was a lot of fun. But, you know, I was sad that I had to miss it. Um, as far as what's coming up at Chevy Court, let's see what they got here. So we have Three Doors Down is a possibility for me. The Beach Boys, even though my favorite one had, had since passed away. Uh, Brett Michaels, Leanne Rimes, not too bad. Kansas, maybe. I would say Kansas, Earth, Wind, and Fire, and Three Doors Down have a possibility for me at Chevy Court at the New York State Fair. As far as the Lakeview Amphitheater, I'm looking it up right now because I have had, literally, as, as, uh, as the man on the other end of this phone knows, Mr. Ryan Hall, uh, you and I don't have a lot of free time to just like kind of sit and look at things. So, so uh, That's very true. Very so the Lakeview Amphitheater. Let's see what we got here. So Kings of Leon. Nah, 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 nah. 
Is there any of these that I would want to go see right now? Oh boy. Let me see. There's nothing that's that's hitting me right now that I would want to sticks, but mm, no, I, I don't know. I don't I don't I don't know about Lakeview Amphitheater for me right now. I think I think I might be a Chevy Court guy because none none of these things are are making me stop and get. Now there's the Country Mega Ticket, which that late okay, Lady Annabellum, Luke Bryan, that's a maybe for me. So Lady Annabellum already played. Luke Bryan's coming up on Saturday, August twelfth. And yeah, if, if if I had known about Lady Annabellum, which obviously I didn't, um, I would have gone to that one. That would have been the one. Nice. That would have been my that I like. I've liked it, Lady Annabellum, for I don't know. I want to say like before I met my wife, so seven years. <laughs> so, what else you got? We got one more. All right. We got one more. Uh, wrapping up Syracuse FC's, you know, obviously inaugural season, we had some all-league honors. Um, right. Ben Raymond, Nate Bordeaux, uh, Jake Schimmer, honorable mention, even though he plays for Rochester. Um, what are your thoughts, you know, overall thoughts with the season, etc., moving forward for that franchise? Overall thoughts on the season. Uh, there were a lot of close games that Syracuse FC let get away from them. I think they beat themselves more than they got beat. I think that that says something about their future because it means that it's in their hands more so than they were just beat by teams. I think there's a lot of talent. I'm very happy to finally see, finally see Ben Raymond like with some good time out there on the team, and it was good to see him in the outdoor game. Nate Bordeaux, his footwork was definitely visible. Domenico had some really nice defensive plays. This season, what else can I say about the team? Uh, Luis Mota did some good things. Uh, McCain Spragling was... I mean, all the guys were, were fun to watch. Uh, Yarrow, really, 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 really nice, passionate person. Uh, faith in God. Just uh, good good morals, good values. Type of guy you want to work with. So I'll say that about Yarrow. Uh, what else can I say? Matt Tantello, I, I had a lot of fun with him. Uh, he was uh, really, really um, energetic and loved the fans. So that was that was great to see. Central Union 48, phenomenal support group. Uh, the American Outlaws, too, shout out to them. I, I thought the venue was good at OCC. I thought, it, I thought the field was great for that. So <clears throat> and weather, you know, weather was, was gentle most of the time. So first season Syracuse FC and being the voice of the team, was uh, an honor I will never forget, and I hope that I have that honor for the rest of my life, and I hope that this team is around for the rest of my life. So I think there's good things coming. I think they have good people in the background. A uh, shout-out to LJ Papaleo and his father Joe as well, and the Vitales and, uh, and everybody involved. But I think, there's, I think there's a lot of good to come with Syracuse FC, I think the wins will be there. It was an expansion year. I think they did better and made some better plays than maybe people expected and anticipated. So the, the record doesn't show what they wanted. However, I believe that Syracuse FC had a pretty darn good expansion year, especially with the amount of people that showed up to the game and the amount of energy that, you know, I asked those people to get loud, and they got friggin' loud. So, you know, I... I uh, I gotta thank the community. My blue-collar Syracusans and Central New Yorkers made this season pretty awesome and, and special. So, 
you know, what do I think about Syracuse FC? I think they're going to be better. I think they already have a fire lit under their butt. And I think that having outdoor soccer back in Syracuse is it's about damn time, is what I'd have to say. Absolutely. Absolutely. So how'd I do? I you gave me a little rapid fire, a little hall pass. I think I think I pulled it off okay. Yeah, you did excellent. I did all right. You did all right. We did okay. We're good. We're brothers. We know what we have to do. So Ryan Hall, once again, Syracuse Silver Knights, head coach, very excited for this man. Always happy to have him on the show. Ryan and I, Ryan's, I, Ryan, uh, we will be sitting down and talking inevitably, you know, very soon and, you know, getting something, you know, I guess I owe you, owe you a drink or lunch or something to congratulate you. So um, we'll be sitting down and, and having some fun. And, I mean, I, I don't know what else to say other than the fact that I'm proud of you. You know, you're, you're a young guy in the community who is passionate, who has a good personality and wants to win you know how to think things through. You know how to how to attack difficult situations. You know, I, I I think the city, I think the city should be very happy that they got you, and I think that you should be proud of what you've done so far. And I think you just need to keep being Ryan Hall. I think it'll work out. Thank you, sir. It's always a pleasure. I appreciate it. All right, man. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Take care. See you. That coming from Ryan Hall, Syracuse Silver Knights head coach. <clears throat> it was gonna happen. It was an eventuality after last year, you know. Brian O'Quinn, so much support and so much love for him. I don't want to say it was an eventuality because Brian wasn't doing a good job. I'm saying it was an eventuality because in the midst of that season, Ryan Hall was kind of put in and then Brian was kind of still there and this and that. So it made sense that they would give you know Ryan a full season, let him see what it feels like, and move forward from there. But Brian O'Quinn, don't get it twisted. Phenomenal goalkeeper, really nice guy, hardworking coach, one of the best dress coaches out there as well. And, and I think that <clears throat> I think Brian <clears throat> should have a lot of credit. I don't think that there's people out there that wouldn't give it to him. I'm just saying that you know Brian O'Quinn, he really he's a he's a hell of a person, and so is so is Ryan Hall and Tommy Tanner for all the work that he has done with this team. So. A shout-out to every single one of them, and a thank you to every single one of them. I think that that's more than fair to say, to give them thanks and, and appreciate the work that they have done and appreciate that there's people like the Raymond family and the LaVenture family and the Tanner family and the Taylor family and the Hall family and the O'Quinn family and so on and so forth that have kept indoor soccer in Syracuse now heading into year number seven with the Syracuse Silver Knights. They have a great, loyal fan base. I'm going to compel you to be a part of that. And if you have not joined the fan base of the Syracuse Silver Knights, do so. Don't wait. Buy your tickets. They're not expensive. Okay? These are not crazy expensive, oh my gosh, I'm breaking the bank tickets. Okay? If you're going to a couple Syracuse basketball games, you can pay to go to the Syracuse Silver Knights' entire home season. So go to the home season games. Support this team. Be in the stands. It's entertaining. It's fun. There's games. The kids love it. They play music all throughout the games, which is something that you don't usually see outside of maybe like the NBA does it at some times. So this is totally different. So, you know, it's soccer. It's professional. It's exciting. It's different because you can play off the boards, and it's more of a contained environment. The goal is smaller, so you have to be more precise. It's it's just it is it's 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 a lot of fun. The game is so cool. If you're not a soccer fan, 
it's exciting to watch. If you are a soccer fan, it's exciting to watch. And the entertainment value of the Silver Knights is really, really cool. And I have a, I have a feeling that Ryan Hall is going to take everything that I've known and he's going to start implementing some things that maybe had to be done a long time ago. So I'm very excited about the upcoming season number seven for the Syracuse Silver Knights. And I think you should definitely go. If you're going to the games, it's time to get your coworkers, family, and friends. But if they got a birthday coming up, buy them tickets. Because every single person, 100%, 100%, 100%. I'm not BSing you. I never do. I haven't done it for 14 years. I'm not going to start now. And I say 14 because that's how long I've broadcasted and spoken with you. But for 31 years, I've been no BS for my entire life. No BS on this, or ever. 100% of the people that I brought to Syracuse Silver Knights games have wanted to come back. 100% of people that have won tickets through my show to go see the Syracuse Silver Knights have wanted to come back. 100% of the people that have gone to the game with me, that are family, friends, whoever it may be, have wanted to come back. 100%. And the majority of the time I hear, Wow, Dan, I didn't know it was going to be like this. I didn't know it was going to be this fun. I didn't know that I was going to enjoy it this much. After fans get through the doors one time, they want to come back. That's the value of the Syracuse Silver Knights. But you got to get them there. So I implore you, and uh, Matt Huber said, same here, a good time for all. I implore you to get the people that you know out to a Syracuse Silver Knights game and support the Syracuse Silver Knights because you don't want to be on the other. You, you just you don't want to be in that place where you're like, oh yeah, we had an indoor soccer team. It was fun. It's not here anymore. Syracuse should not be losing anything. Okay, we're a city of growth. We're a city of expansion. We're a city that wants a good today and a better tomorrow. So we need to keep what we have and we need to make it stronger. We don't get rid of it. We keep what we have. We keep what is good, I should say, and we make it stronger. So let's do that together. Syracuse Silver Knights, buy your tickets. Go to SyracuseSilverKnights.com. Make it happen. Go to Jones Road. Do what you got to do. Make this season the best season ever. Year number seven. Thank you to Ryan Hall, and uh, thank you for him being a part of the show in the morning menu. Proudly presented by the Market Diner.